Welcome to Geeksploration, the podcast, where we won't stick you with a lousy copy of our home game. This is John Williams. <laughs> what the fuck am I even saying? <clears throat> Welcome to Geeksploration, the podcast, where we won't stick you with a lousy copy of our home game. <clears throat> Welcome to Geeksploration, the podcast, where we won't stick you with a lousy copy of our home game. My name is John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. Put your finger on the buzzer. Don't forget to answer in the form of a question and pucker up. Richard Dawson is coming. We're talking game shows. Oh, hi, Ben. Fancy seeing you here, John. Yeah, yeah, we do get to look at each other. We are in the booth right now, uh, despite COVID restrictions and holiday travel. But we've got plexiglass between us, so we are relatively safe. We're kind of in the same bubble anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. How have you been, John? Oh, I've, I've, I've been great. The holidays were smooth sailing and, uh, yeah. Nothing went wrong at all. Yeah, so you had a, a fine Thanksgiving hanging out with uh, the family? Yeah, yeah, the uh, the quote-unquote in-laws, because, I mean, technically it's not laws because we're not married, but the in-laws were, were in town and we were hanging out. The in-common laws. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that is very accurate. <laughs> uh, we were we were hanging out at our place because something happened with, uh, with the place we were going to go to, so we... Uh, we had lots of tasty food, had some drinks, had some fun. How about you? Oh, uh, some fuck dick screwed up my Thanksgiving. Some yeah. shithead butthole face <laughs> <laughs> mucked up all our plans. So we were going to go over to my sister's house and uh, it was going to be just my sister's family, my family and my parents. Yeah. Um, hanging out uh, at Thanksgiving, having a you know nice family get together. We don't see each other as much anymore, um, even though we're all kind of local. Yeah. Yeah. You're not far. Um, and so my sister's neighbor, his adult daughter comes back from college, COVID positive the week before. And that weekend, he still sends his daughter out to play in the neighborhood with the neighborhood kids. And, but they're wearing masks, so it's OK, yeah. right? And uh, yeah, sends the kids out. So her daughter, my sister's daughter, played with Dickhead's daughter, who was living in a house with a COVID positive person. And, uh, and he's still just going about his life like a normal fucking shithead. And he didn't tell fucking anybody. It only came to light when one of the other neighbors, someone else in the neighborhood, I think, uh, had someone in their family that was COVID positive and, and called everyone and was like, yo, just so you guys know, like my aunt or whatever tested positive. So you just be, you know, be aware that that's the case. And he was like, oh, it's cool. My daughter's positive. No big deal. And, uh, so he wasn't going to tell fucking anybody but so they found out like Monday and it was like, well, do we do Thanksgiving still? And you know, my sister and her whole family went and did COVID tests. They all came back negative, but we're just like out of an abundance of caution. Let's not fuck around. So we all kind of did our own fucking Thanksgivings. And I mean, it was nice hanging out with the nuclear family, but uh, just kind of, kind of fucking lame. Yeah. Some inconsiderate shit bag. Yeah. You sure shit in your cereal. Yeah. So I don't know if he's, if he's stupid, uh, Yes. An asshole. Yes. Uh, or inconsiderate or like all Kinda. of those things wrapped up in one big smelly turd. Yeah. But wow. hey, hey, buddy, fuck you. 
This is not going to be an evergreen uh, podcast right here. This is going to live in infamy from a from a very specific time in 2020. Yeah, Gross. That's right. Well, we'll see what happens going forward. <laughs> yeah, this could just be like the preamble. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, and we do have a little bit of podcast news. Yeah, uh, a, a bright side to all this. Yeah. So, um, we have been invited to join uh, the Geekly Grind. Yeah, they are. Um, it's a it's a fairly newish podcast network, but they've been a geek culture, pop culture blogging news site for, I think, five or six years now. Yeah, um, it's uh, geeklygrind.com. So easy to find. And uh, they've got a lot of cool shit going on over there. And they, they reached out to us and said, hey, you guys, you guys fit our content. You want to uh, to join one of our podcast slots? And we're like, yeah, fuck yeah, we do. Yeah. Why not? And they got they got a few other good podcasts over there um, right now because um, they're just I think just this year they started firing you know adding podcasts to the lineup of stuff they do because they do con coverage and uh, they have booths at cons and they do uh, like news and blogging and reviews and all kinds of shit. But the other podcast they got on board is Comic Book Keepers, which is uh, a comic book podcast. Um, Knights of the Rolled Table, which is a actual play D and D podcast. And Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, which is like an anime manga podcast. Oh, shit. Yeah. We're covering all the bases. Yeah. And so I think we're, we're in their variety slot. Yeah, we're the, the general geek yeah. slot. Because <laughs> we cover everything from time travel to game shows to Superman. Yeah. So uh, that's awesome. We'll, be, we'll have, probably have like little bumps for them at some point. We haven't got them yet. But, uh, yeah, yeah. This is a fresh thing. And, and we're super stoked to be here. Yeah. Yeah, you guys will be hearing more about it, I imagine. Uh, so as they so often are in Match Game, whether it's the new one or the old one, we are a couple sheets to the wind right now, huh? Yeah, I've had a few. Yeah, it's uh, it's Saturday night. Yeah, it is Saturday night. We had uh, a long Thanksgiving holiday, and... Uh, I remember a little bit ago you told me not to let, or like, we should start recording before I finish all these beers. And how many beers do you have left? Uh, half of yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to move on to scotch after this. And, you know, I raided your liquor cabinet because I wasn't planning on drinking, but, you know, little little rum, I guess, isn't such a bad thing. Yeah. And pirates liked it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so game shows. Um, let's see. Google dictionary. If that is a thing, I don't know. I Googled the word and uh, it came up with a television program in which people compete to win prizes. Seems like a very rudimentary, uh, that is terrifyingly broad. Like when we decided (laughs) to do game shows, I was like, okay, this should be okay. And then I'm looking at it. I'm like, holy shit, that's a lot. I was a little intimidated by it at first. It was like, how do you steer this and, and not just make it, you know, fall apart? Because it's so, I mean, a show where people compete to win prizes, like, is the Super Bowl a game show? They're playing a game. Yeah, and it is a show. They win a prize. (laughs) I don't think that counts. Yeah, I think it was really easy when we first started doing this to, you know, just think about like, oh, yeah, fuck, I love Jeopardy. Alex Trebek just died. Fucking Wheel of Fortune, you know, press your luck, you know, just prices right the shows that we grew up yeah. with it's like oh yeah we love game shows so it's going to be really easy to talk about but all of a sudden you start thinking about our 
30 something years of game show viewing and you're like, oh, oh, there's a lot. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. And and so for us, what is a game show? And I I think we're we're kind of restricting it down to like things that you would generally think of as a game show. Like yeah. not not like like American Idol, not a game show. No, sure, get the hell out of here. They're competing to get prizes. You know, America's got talent. No. Yeah, you sure? You, you, but there's a bunch of people competing. They're trying to get a prize. But that's I, I think that's outside the scope of what I consider a game show. Yeah, because with with those, that's I mean, similar to to the Super Bowl. They're just sort of like skill shows where they're like, hey, I'm going to show up and I'm going to be the best at this one thing that this show is all about. And I'm going to win the prize rather than people competing in uh, in. I don't want to say that it's all equal because people have talents, but yeah, it's not serialized. I think that's important to me is that like they got oh. new contestants every time because stuff like one of the other ones that I thought of was like impractical jokers. Like they don't really win a prize, but they're definitely competing for pride. Is that a prize? But it's the same dudes every time. Yeah. So I don't think that's really a game show either necessarily. It's structured like a game show. Yeah, maybe a show that has a set uh, set of rules where people come in and they compete in these same games every single time, and it doesn't uh, it doesn't matter what actual skill set you have. Like you have to compete in these certain games to achieve a certain goal. Hmm. Yeah, this is I should have given more thought to this before we started recording. No huh? shit. Well, I, I feel like when, <laughs> when we were talking about it before, it was a whole lot easier. But all well, of a sudden, I think we both just like looked at it. We were like, we know what a game show is, right? A game show. Yeah. Like, yeah, we agree. Oh, boy. Uh, how, how about this for a definition? I don't know if this is going to work on all of them, but I think it's generally decent where you could have a home version. <laughs> Maybe. You know, like where you could oh, translate shit. the rules to have a home version of the game and you could technically kind of play some bastardization of it all right there's the rules that, 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 that right? we're playing by so if uh, <laughs> if we talk a bunch of shit about games that you couldn't play from home go ahead and uh, shoot us a line at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com and tell us why you are pissed off yeah. that we did not play by our own rules oh yeah we will not stick to that definition yeah, probably i'm not. sure so uh I, I did some looking into it and the first game show mm-hmm Came out in 1941. Holy shit. Yeah. Like that's early television. Yeah. That's very early television. They're like, what do we, we got this TV. We need to make TV shows. Why not make people come on and do stupid shit? Like, okay. Game show was born with a show called truth or consequences. Yeah. Uh, which ran on and off like through the eighties, apparently. Yeah. Because I, that, that is a show whose title sounds familiar to me, but I definitely was not around back then. No, and and I don't necessarily remember watching it. Um, apparently, it's also the name of a city in New Mexico. Truth or Consequences, New Mexico? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? No. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that is uh, a thing. But yeah, it was hosted by a dude named uh, Ralph Edwards, originally, uh, who uh, was followed up by... Uh, in the 50s by Bob Barker. That's where Bob Barker got his start. Never heard of him. Yeah, all dark-haired and young and handsome. Oh, shit. Yeah, quick did on have, his toes. Did he have beauties back then? Um, probably. It was the 50s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I went back because I was just curious. I was like, all right, first game show. 
what's it all about? So yeah. I went back and I watched an episode from like, might've been the fifties. It's hard to find stuff from the forties on YouTube. It turns out. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably not heavy in syndication. Yeah. I, I think it was the fifties cause it was the, the host was a guy named Jack Bailey. And, uh, and then I watched one with, um, Bob Barker as well, just for, to, you know, kind of, you know, can't skip Barker. Yeah. And, uh, it was interesting. Basically they'd bring audience members up and, uh, have them do a challenge of some sort or to try like answer a question or do a thing. And if they failed it, they would have, there would be consequences. And if they succeeded, they would get a prize. And so, Makes sense. yeah, in one of them, they brought out a bunch of fucking, uh, bunch of immigrants and, um, and basically said like, okay guys, like here's some questions. And they asked them some questions and they got it wrong. And they're like, all right, now you guys need to sing row, row, row your boat as a row in your native languages. And it was just a fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So it was a bunch of people from different uh, yeah, countries. Yeah, like a Chinese guy and an Italian guy and a German guy and a French guy, I think. Um, so mostly white guys still. <laughs> and, and at the end of it, they all they still gave them like a toaster and a clock radio and some other shit. And um, but like basically, I've, there was a couple where like people would they make you like put on a dress and try and juggle or something if you failed. <laughs> but the the craziest thing that I saw in this, they had they had this guy like it was like a returning segment. This dude came in that apparently he had won a contest uh, to like he's a lookalike for the host. Okay. And so the prize for the contest was a thousand dollars, which I looked it up is about ten grand now Shit. in today's money. So yeah, solid. So money. It was serious business back yeah. then. And so they said, uh, they sent him a thing and said like, okay, uh, it's in a, sa- the, the money is in a safe deposit box. We'll mail you the key. And then apparently at that point they had told everybody, they like put his address on there and were like, Hey everybody send him keys. And he got something like 4,000 keys and they set him up in like a shop window in LA with a safety deposit box. And he had to like go through each one and fucking, he was sitting there for like a week going through the keys. <laughs> That's so fucked. To try it, to try and open it. And when he opened it, it had a, a Chinese laundry ticket in Boston or no, before that it had, it had like a, a treasure map in St. Louis saying like, it's buried here. It's buried in a box in St. Louis. And they televised that. And when he got there, there was like a thousand people already digging holes. <laughs> and someone, someone else found it first. They gave that guy a thousand bucks, but they gave the, they gave, they gave the first guy the contents of the box and it had a Chinese laundry ticket to Boston. So he went to Boston and he got a bag of clothes and that's what he was coming back on the show with this bag of clothes that he'd got from the laundry before they opened it. They were like, tell you what, we'll give you two grand because this has been such a pain in the ass. If you just walk away right now, or we can open this up and see what's inside. And he's like, oh man, I'm in, let's do it. Yeah. And they no opened deal. it up and it had half of a thousand dollar bill in it i don't even think that's a thing but and uh they said all right um, uh, we'll mail you the other half and he and and they're like what's your address and he gave his address on national tv you don't do that now Well, they already did that with the keys anyway right and so he walks off stage and then he 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 told everybody here's his address mail him empty envelopes (laughs) so they're opening them all up it was like man they were just fucking with this guy and the guy seemed to be having a lot of fun but Dude, like, game shows fucking, were so much better back then. This is Holy fucking legit. shit. This is so fun. <laughs> and then the one with Bob Barker, he came on like the, they had like a farmer come out and like they had an actress with like a set of glasses, like sunglasses on that on, on the rim of the glasses, it said, kiss me for fi- and I'll give you $50. And they brought him on and they were like, if he notices it and kisses her, we'll give him 50 bucks. And so like, like talking for a while and, and he did not notice it. It was pretty funny. Oh, 
How do you not notice riding on glasses? Was it really tiny? It was. Just, it was like or on the was rim he just of the glasses. Bashful. It was on the rim of the glasses. So yeah, it was. I. I mean, I just don't think he. He wasn't looking at that. Like they kept asking him, like, "What do you think of her glasses?" He was like, "Oh, they're they're nice." Weird. Oh, that would not happen these days. And then as soon as they pointed it out to to him, he tried to kiss her and they were like, nope, 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 too late. <laughs> it's like, I wanted to do it anyway. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it looked like a pretty fun show for what it was. And Bob Barker was uh, a, a charming young man. Yeah. Yeah. He was very witty and, and, and quick on his feet with uh, talking to folks. Yeah. By the time we got him on Price is Right, he was already old. So uh, it's weird to think of him as, as a young yeah. Dark-haired man. Yeah, I only remember him as the ancient white-haired host of Price is Right. Yeah. But, uh, hey, it was uh, it was interesting. And, again, it wasn't quite a game show. I mean, it was a game show, but it wasn't like the a trivia, there's a buzzer or anything like yeah. that. They were just pulling people out of the audience, having them try and do something, and then sending them home with, like, a box of cigars. Oh, back in the day. And it was probably, like, sponsored by Winston Cigarettes. Oh, yeah. No, those dudes totally, one of the things they got, with a, they had, like, a radio and a toaster and, like, a fucking carton of cigarettes. <laughs> uh, for your wife and your kids. Yeah. It's good for you. Well, you know, switching things up a little bit, uh, I think we're going to start with first impressions here. Just to give a little bit of insight as to our first exposure into this, before we start expounding on this in general. Um, you know, maybe mix a little bit of structure in the in the beginning so it's not so backloaded. Unstructured. <laughs> um, so I think I'm just gonna jump in with my first impression because it seems appropriate. It was a uh, it was a very clean segue. For me, you know, it's one of those things where like, of course, game shows have always been around. I there's no way in hell I can ever remember the first game show I saw. But the first thing I remember um, with regular viewing of a game show was Price is Right when I was a kid. Me and my uh, one of my many older sisters, Melissa, uh, when, whenever there was a break in school or I guess even when I was homesick, you know, Price is Right was always there at 10 a.m. on whatever network it played on. That was my earliest experience of a game show that I fell in love with. You know, just the the variety of games, the um the the process in which, you know, like they pull somebody out of the audience, you yeah. know, usually wearing a wacky t-shirt and it's just this fucking fanfare. You got Rod Roddy with his golden voice yeah. calling people. It was fucking fantastic. And, you know, you had to be the first, uh, you, or I mean, you had to get the closest without going over. But then all of a sudden you get to play these random games and they, you know, like everyone had their favorite game. What was your favorite Price is Right game? Uh, I gotta tell you, I was never a big Price is Right fan. Get the fuck out of my <laughs> face then. Okay. Like I've always been shit at guessing. I'm still shit at guessing the price of things. The correct answer for that very reason is Plinko. Oh, yeah. Plink, yeah. Everyone Plinko loves good. the shit out of Plinko. It's just a good old game of chance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like the big wheel at the end. Oh, jeez. Yeah. The, the, uh, I don't the, know what it was called, but the big-ass wheel that you'd spin it and have the little number. Yeah, what was it? Yeah, because the Showcase Showdown was the final one, right? Oh, jeez. I don't know. But yeah, spinning the wheel was the greatest. But, you know, you, you had games where, where you had to guess the price of certain items, and it's even tougher going back to old episodes when when fucking you know a box of oreos oh, yeah. was you know 35 cents yeah when it's not contemporary anymore yeah. it's even harder but i'm like i don't do hardly any grocery shopping so i'm i've always been bad at it <laughs> and imagine as a kid staying home from school like 
Comet washing powder. What, what the fuck do you call it? <laughs> washing powder. <laughs> like yeah. powder? I don't I don't know what pine sol costs. <laughs> yeah, right? But but it was it was such a good time and Bob Barker was so engaging and the Barker's beauties were gorgeous. And you know the the legendary a new car, a brand new car. Yeah. Oh wow, you clearly didn't watch the show. <laughs> uh, but you know that that show to me was game shows as a kid. Like we played Wheel of Fortune on our on our you know computers at school and shit. Like I knew about Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy, but Price is Right was it. Yeah, I remember when Bob Barker retired and Skinny Drew Carey took over. Thinking like, cause I hadn't seen him in a long time thinking like, wow, he's weird and skinny now. I, I, it, I, it, it threw me for a loop. Are we going to get into this right now? Oh yeah. You got some thoughts about Drew Carey? No, <laughs> just fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that guy. And his price is right. I stopped watching prices right after Bob Barker left. Oh really? It yeah. Was, you, you couldn't handle it. Couldn't do it. You can stop I, watching Jeopardy now too. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll give, uh, whoever takes over Jeopardy the same chance that I gave Drew Carey. Unless it's Drew Carey. That's true. Yeah. If it is Drew Carey, I will not give him a chance. Yeah. That is 100% true. I, I, I think last time I saw him, he's starting to go gray. So maybe he'll fit the bill better. Yeah. If he grows a mustache, maybe. Did Bob Barker have a mustache? No, I'm talking about Alex Trebek. And his legendary oh, mustache yeah, okay, for yeah, all those yeah, years. Yeah, he's definitely got one. But what about you? What was your first impression, your early impression of game shows? So I've got like a, a two-part thing here. Because the first one, my like my very first memory of a game show when I was a kid is watching Wheel of Fortune with my mom. So there it is. Um, but there's not much. That, that's literally it. Like I have a, it, this was like when I was like, four, maybe three. It was in our house in Alaska. I remember like the, that's what that house was. I think Yeah, the ghosts were hanging out. Yeah, and... Same room that the ghosts were in. Okay. That's where the TV was. Cause that's where, you know, you'd hold a party if yeah. you were ghosts. Yeah. Um, and I just remember watching wheel of fortune and that's literally it. So it's not a very interesting first impression. What was the word? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> it was probably a before and after. I don't yeah. Know. Uh, but but like the the thing that got me into game shows when I really fell in love with watching game shows came way later uh was when uh when we got Game Show Network. Mhm. And it was just replaying old ass game shows from mostly the 70s at that point. Wow, when was that? Cuz I thought Game Show Network came much later on in It was our pretty lives. late. Like I mean there was like some other game shows that I'd seen but like none of them like where I'm like I really love this game show a lot. So when you say late, what age are you talking like about? Junior because you're high? Wow. Okay. I mean like there was I guess there was stuff on like Nickelodeon and stuff but I like I don't know, I never really I don't I, I none of them really spoke to me. Yeah, yeah. If, if if they didn't make an impression on you, then it's definitely not your first impression. Yeah, so like whether I, or not they existed doesn't matter. Yeah, like I watched a bunch of them, but like they weren't like it wasn't like, oh, I like game shows until I until I watched, you know, Game Show Network came around. And I think it was probably Match Game that I fell in love, which is weird thinking about a junior high school kid watching 197 like match game 77 yeah old ass match game like classic <laughs> match game <laughs> yeah. Yeah. with them making all these weird sexual innuendos and uh you know just a bunch of old celebrities yeah fucking a, around a not so old betty white yeah 
Yeah, a much, uh, much older Brett Summers. Like a bunch of celebrities that like, I don't even know what they're from. They're all from stuff, like I hadn't seen Hogan's Heroes. Well, maybe I'd seen Hogan's Heroes, but that's probably it. A Charles Nelson Riley, who is the exact age that you only know him as? Yeah, that's literally the only thing I know Charles Nelson Riley from. That and a Dead Milkman song. (laughs) (laughs) About Charles Nelson Riley. I have no no idea what else he has done to become a celebrity. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Like, to people like us, like, was he an actor? Was he a comedian? I don't know. I don't know. He had funny glasses. Yeah. But uh, like oh, most of the people on that show, I had no idea who the fuck they were. But I loved it because they. I think that what I liked about that show the most was just the rapport that they had. Yeah. Because uh, like they all seemed like they were having a really good time. Well, it was because they were drunk. Yeah. And you'd get these oblivious players that would come in. They'd turn around on the little wall and they'd be sitting there and uh, there'd be a really obvious answer that you'd be screaming at the TV and they'd say <laughs> something stupid. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, they'd still match with somebody. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think, but getting Game Show Network, seeing that and fucking the old Press Your Luck and $10,000 Pyramid and... Or I think it was, uh, was it 10000 or was it, was it 60000 later? It was later, yeah. It started as $10,000. Wow. Oh, and, wow. Uh, I just did my little Owen Wilson there. Wow. wow. Uh, but just, like, being exposed to, like, the world, the you know, the, the ancient artifacts of game showage yeah yeah um, i also loved nick at night when i was a kid so i think i just loved that era of tv you'll be happy to know maybe uh that the match game these days the one that, that has come out with uh, alec baldwin as the host is very much in the same spirit is it i have not i haven't watched it surprisingly and i think part of it is because i don't really like alec baldwin it's weird. How can you not like Alec Baldwin? I mean, I loved him in 30 Rock. Yes. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant in that. But like everything else I've seen him in, I'm just like, oh, I, don't, ugh, I don't like I this guy. Whatever. Yeah. Fucking Baldwins. Um, no, I mean, the 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 set is retro. They they still use the old theme, like little... It's a great fucking theme. Yeah. I mean, I guess it would be like if Drew Carey... You know, if his Price is Right used a different uh, different theme song, fuck that. When when they write on the cards, do they still use, like, the little funky guitar riff? The, like the... Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And the fuck people yeah. spin from out there. Like, even the set is decorated all, like, 70s retro. It's probably not orange. Or is it? I don't know. I feel like it has like a, like a burnt sienna, like an orangey brownie. Like it is super retro. Alec Baldwin still uses one of those stick microphones. Those were solid old game shows. They were like the game show mic. You didn't use it for anything but game shows. Yeah. This super long mic for what reason? I don't know. This tiny little ball on the end of it. Probably so you could, you could like hold it down like, like at your like abdomen. Yeah. And just sort of point it at people without getting too close to them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that show is brilliant. They've they've got their regular cast members that come on. They have little randos that come. But it's the exact same thing. We're like, it's like they screen people looking for idiots. Oh yeah, you yeah. know, or it's just like Batman and blank, and then and then you know the the person says like fucking like Alfred. You're like, <laughs> why are you doing this to me? Um, but, you know, with all the innuendo that they always used to have. So there's lots of I'm gonna lots to check of that out. What network is it on? Um, I'm not sure. I watched it on Hulu. Oh. 
Yeah, it has gotten a little weak on this uh, on this fourth season. I can't believe it's been out for that long. Yeah, it, it blows I, I my mean, mind. it's probably been out longer than that. I, I don't I don't imagine they're shooting with COVID because it's weird watching that show and like all the gathering around and like, you know, hanging on everybody's shoulders and shit that everyone does. And you're like, oh, you can't do that anymore with COVID. Yeah, no shit. Right. I haven't even really thought about that with, with a lot of game shows. Oh, yeah. It's weird. I mean, there's a lot of game shows you just can't have. Anything with physical contact. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like even shooting videos for my work, like there's all new guidelines. Like right now I'm actually like, we shot two actors separately doing their scenes and I'm going to stitch them together, like using visual effects. Like I'm going to feather the middle of it. It's going to be like old, like parent trap or some shit like blur the background so you can't quite tell yeah where where it was like one person playing two parts and you just had somebody sit in to feed them lines like i'm gonna be doing that for my work i'm fucking crazy yeah i'm pretty stoked (laughs) hopefully it works out but yeah otherwise it's just you know you have to stay eight feet apart on set like it's that's just how it is well you just need to do a video on uh covid etiquette yeah no shit (laughs) But yeah, so that's that. Uh, so game shows come in a variety of uh, flavors. They certainly do. Say. And uh, some of them, I think, are more game show, and uh, some of them are less game show on the game show spectrum. So I, I think one that's undeniably game show is trivia. Yes, that is top of my list as well. That is, that is when I think of game show, that is the first thing that comes to mind because I fucking love trivia. I love filling my head with uh, useless information that will do me nothing other than like win me a free beer at pub quiz. Yeah. Oh, pub quiz. I want to do, I, I miss doing that. I used to do it all the time when I lived in New Orleans because I could walk to the bar that did <laughs> pub quiz and then walk home because you never go out, you never walk out of pub quiz sober. Yeah. I remember doing it a few times when we were younger. And doing fairly decently, but there's always that one team that everybody sort of knows is like, oh, they're the cleanup crew. Like, you're not going to beat them. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's my team. <laughs> I remember going on a uh, on a Tinder date years ago when I was single. And it was just, it was like a like two-person pub quiz. And me and this this girl, we got second place. But we were one point behind the uh, the first place person, and there there was a time where each of us just said something wrong or or wrote something wrong. But we actually knew the answer, and after we wrote it, like both of us on on separate occasions, we were just like, "Oh fuck, it was this," and it was so frustrating to know that we would have won otherwise. <laughs> I, I love pub quiz because it's like a fucking game show. It's the closest thing to a game show I've ever been on. Yeah. There's no cameras or anything, but it is, you know, you're competing against a bunch of other teams and people to win a prize at trivia. Yeah. I fucking love it. But uh, trivia game shows are my number one jam when it comes to game shows. Yeah. Well, and uh, I guess the prime example that the king, I think, of trivia game shows would be Jeopardy. Yeah, no, I agree. Even though with with a game show like Jeopardy... I had a lot of trouble with it because there were constantly categories that I just don't know, but it was great when all of a sudden like a comic book heroes, you know, thing showed up and yeah. Oh, I've got this. I get to sound smart for a second, but, and like anytime sports would come up in there, I'd be like, ah, fuck. Cause that is my <laughs> Achilles heel. But then jeopardy goes deep. Sometimes they will be, you know, like, you know, 
16th century French intellectuals. And you're like, oh, fuck yeah. me. Or opera. I'm like, I don't know shit about Notable that. Notable quotables. Potpourri. But, the uh, penis mightier. <laughs> but uh, I fucking love Jeopardy. Like, that, like I love sitting down um, and, and watching because it's always on at like dinner time. Yeah, it was like seven o'clock, right? Yeah, yeah. Sitting down and watching Jeopardy on or around dinner and uh, just not paying attention to anything my family is saying and shouting answers out, not in the form of a question. If I ever went on that show, I would have been so fucked because I would have totally fucked up answering in the form of a question every time. My work does uh, does like a happy hour once a month, like a virtual happy hour on Zoom. And we've played Jeopardy. And that is the biggest problem everyone has. And it's sort of like, it's always towards the end of the game where it's like, nope, you didn't answer in the form of a question. But the problem is they also have questions that are actual questions. They're not answers. Well, you can't do that. I know, it sucks. And there have been a few people who who, uh, who call you right out on it. They're like, oh, what do you mean? Like, that was an actual question, which is weird because that never enters my head. I don't know why. It never enters your head that it was a question? Or? Yeah, like, yeah, like they asked the question. It's like, what that, color's a banana? Yeah, and I'm just like, what is yellow? <laughs> it, it, it just makes sense to me that I have to answer in the form of a question, but I don't blame people for, for being like, well, it's yellow. You asked me a question. I fuck it up even when it's an answer. Like, <laughs> I, I, am, I, I just can't do it. <laughs> My brain, just, it doesn't work. You know, what superhero, or this superhero is Clark Kent as an alter ego. No, like Superman. <laughs> nope, nope fuck off what who is superman God damn it! every time i mean jeopardy is one of those stalwarts like like there if there are two game shows that have always been there for us for our entire lives it's jeopardy and it's wheel of fortune yeah america's game yeah and jeopardy is so is so alex trebek for me because like he's been the only guy that's ever done it and uh in our lifetime as far as I'm concerned. In I'm our gonna, conscious life. I'm not going to go back and watch Jeopardy from 1979. Yeah. Just not going to do it. They uh, probably have some terribly racist questions or something <laughs> on there. Uh, but, and uh, we will not make any examples of that. <laughs> they they are the weaker sex. <laughs> like, uh-oh. <laughs> but it's, it's Jeopardy, it's so tied to him. I'm, I'm almost dreading. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be fine because it's going to be this same show generally. If someone comes on and ruins Jeopardy for me, though, I'm going to be kind of pissed. Yeah. Because, uh, like, I like w- watching it and, like, like, I love it when you go on, like, a big run. You're, like, you're watching Jeopardy and, like, you're just fucking nailing them over and over and over. And you're like, I would be fucking killing it right now. Yeah. But I just I love the feeling sitting on my couch and being like, oh, I would destroy all three of you. Well, then one thing about about Jeopardy that has been consistent for so many years is the visuals. Like it is a very unassuming game show. You know, there there aren't there aren't flashing lights and fucking buzzers going off all all sorts yeah, of no shit like smoke machines or anything. Yeah, like I guess that would be the biggest travesty if they brought some young fucking host if they got fucking joel McHale, or i guess he's not that young anymore i just he just i just had him on my mind because he's in the match game a lot and you know he was like sarcastic and they had a bunch of fucking neon lights or a bunch of pink lights flashing around you're like hosted by hosted by a super excited shia labeouf yeah like jeopardy is a very blue low-key show oh it's super chill yeah 
Like, I think that would be the biggest problem if they if they went the route of these new reboots and just sort of made it more flashy. Yeah, like drop the people that lose at the end through a hole or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, and one thing I always liked about Jeopardy too is like you go home with whatever money you have, which is cool. Like you you know you, you know unless you just fucking shit the bed you don't walk away with nothing actually i don't think you walk away with nothing anyway right even if no yeah they give you, you a thousand for yeah, final jeopardy even right if, yeah even if you like ended up with like negative three thousand you still walk away with i think a thousand bucks for third place maybe it's i don't remember what the amounts are i always pay attention to the winner <laughs> but that's cool like you go on there and you do your thing and then the other thing about jeopardy is that you come you know you got the champions that come back yeah. And they've had a couple of those dudes like that dude recently that everyone was all pissed about because he was Yeah, the odds. He was like player. a professional gambler and figured out how to just, you know, like search out the daily double and like he wasn't like usually it was like like the convention was to go from top to bottom on all the categories and he would just jump all around the place. Interesting. And then I guess there was a bunch of Jeopardy fans that were pissed about it. Like, this is not how you play Jeopardy. Yeah, but I never watched that guy. But apparently it was because he won a fuck ton of money. Yeah, and before him we had Ken Jenkins. Yeah. Who had like the the most legendary run before that guy, but he was a more traditional player, right? Yeah, yeah, he, he, very traditional. So. Imagine just making millions playing Jeopardy. I'm smart. I have imagined making <laughs> millions playing Jeopardy. <laughs> I I would fail miserably if I went on there because sitting on your couch and shouting that shit is one thing. I imagine standing there with a little buzzer in your hand is quite another. Yeah, uh, Angelina's grandma actually went on Jeopardy. What, really? Yeah, I, oh shit, I should have gotten the story more nailed down, but I feel like she won one night and came back for a second night. Go but Angelina's grandma. Maybe not, but she was on Jeopardy for sure. I feel like she did win, I don't know. Eh, I'll have to follow up. No one's gonna fact check it, she won the fuck out of Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. Ken Jenkins broke her record. There's another trivia game that I loved uh, back when it was going on. I feel like it was the early 2000s. It was Win Ben Stein's Money. Fuck, I haven't thought about that. That was on Comedy Central, right? I believe so. Yeah. Maybe? I think it was. I would believe that if somebody said that as a fact. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with Ben them. Stein. What a weird, unlikely celebrity. No shit. Mr. Boring himself. But that dude is a smart motherfucker and you're going up against him. Yeah. You had to, yeah. You had to beat him in a trivia battle essentially. Right. Yeah. He had like a, like a safe full of money and, and you could win a certain amount of it. I haven't seen that show in years, but yeah. do you know who spun out of that? Do you know who his little co-host was? Who, who hosted the show? Oh, boy, I'm trying to think. I don't remember. None other than Mr. fucking I've got no material other than fucking Trump, Jimmy Kimmel. That's right. It was Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. And then I think his cousin Sal took over for a little bit, and I feel like there was a female also. And by the way, that was not some fucking political stance. That's just my personal opinion on Jimmy Kimmel, that his entire show is ba or his his opening monologues are always just based around Trump and I don't give a shit. I wonder what but... he's going to do in January. He's going to have to come up with new material. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> um, yeah. Jimmy Kimmel. He was a, he was a little, I, I think little that was whippersnapper. Yeah. That was pre man show. Yeah, probably. He was a chunky dude back then. Oh, crazy. Yeah. It wasn't on comedy. Center. I don't remember what station it was on, but, uh, 
One trivia show that I always loved was Cash Cab. Oh, yeah. What what show is, or what station is that on? Like, bro, no, it's not Bravo. It's a... Uh... I have no idea. TNT or some shit. One yeah, of those, like, one of those. Second tier yeah, cable USA. stations. Yeah, but, uh, but I, I, like, I always was disappointed. I was like, I never take a cab. There's no cabs here. Like, that's in New York. Like, yeah. it would be so awesome to get into a cab and just all of a sudden be in a surprise game show. That's that is a badass. great show. It's a cool shtick. Like, people are sitting there and then it has, like, the little, like, uh, yeah, like yeah, the little music shock and like the lights in the cab go yeah. crazy. And he's like, "All right, you're on a game show. It's Cash Cab." And and they even expanded to where they were doing like uh like celebrities in there. I remember like Gilbert Gottfried was one of them. Oh yeah, Can you imagine getting in there and fucking Gilbert Gottfried's there and you're doing a trivia show. Yeah, I fucking love that show. I always imagined how fun it would be because then I think they did like. Other cities and stuff occasionally too, like Cash oh, Cab Miami and shit. Yeah. Oh, I only ever saw the uh, the main one. They never did Cash Cab Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I never had a chance to be on it. But boo that that was a really cool concept for a show. So I guess the next big topic we have in or category we have in game shows is what I have on my list as wordplay. Yeah, like puzzle games. Yeah, yeah. So in in my definition of wordplay, you have stuff like your pyramids, whether it's 10,000 or 60,000 or million dollar. Um, you have your match games. You have your Wheel of Fortunes. Yep. What was that one? Uh, was it Password? Yeah, where the they, password is. Yeah, where they had to get them to say the word without saying it. Well, See, password was one of those, but pyramid was also the same. Yeah, where you could just like list off. Yeah, you'd list off. Yeah, all the, it'd be, it's like that game where you put the thing on your head. Yes. Yeah, password. I feel like I've always felt like I would do very well in password. I I feel some sort of connection to that sort of game. Like that's the one where I would sit at home and just be like, "No, you motherfucker, just say this." Like, how do you not get this thing that they are saying? Oh, you fucking idiot, get out of here! But that one always frustrated me as a player, though, because you knew the answer, so like you couldn't really play along genuinely with them because like you could see what the word was. I guess you could judge more the person giving the clues because yes. if it's like oh, yeah. tuxedo and and they're like oh wedding uh, uh penguin prom yeah you're like, like what the fuck like no just say fucking bow tie cummerbund like move yeah. on with your life <laughs> i i yeah i also really enjoy puzzle games like i want to go on wheel of fortune as a couple because i'm okay at it my wife's okay at it but together like we're like opposite spectrums yeah so like the shit that i don't get she gets yeah and so if 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 we could go on a couple's Wheel of Fortune, which they do. Yeah. Oh, I've seen it. We'd uh, we'd fucking clean house. You know, I I would like to go on with Angelina only because she is so much better than I am at Wheel of Fortune. But uh, but it, it might be a little bit of that too where like, you know, the ones she doesn't see I do see. I like Celebrity Wheel of Fortune too. I remember when I was younger, I saw a Celebrity Wheel of Fortune that I can't remember who the third person was, but it was Weird Al Yankovic and James Brown. They they were <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. And I remember Weird Al won, and the uh, the bonus pro or the the final puzzle thing. Oh no, it wasn't the final puzzle. It was it was the the puzzle that led to the bonus puzzle. Was uh, was humor? Yeah. Oh no, no, maybe it was the final one. That yeah, was the clue, or that was the no that that, that was, was the, the word. that was the word because yeah because I he said tumor. And then it was humor. 
Yeah, I like that he said tumor before that. But I, I feel like I hear James Brown's voice saying tumor. I don't know why, but. Well, it's like that meme where it looks like it says, like, fuck me in the ass or whatever, and it says something else. I can't, I can't remember what it actually says. <laughs> you should look that up and post it on social media. Uh, but yeah, we already talked about Match Game. I mean, personally, I would love to go on Match Game. You know, yeah, they, they, totally. Like, like I said, they they it seems like they pick out the biggest idiots in the world because it you know, you're like you were saying, you yell at your fucking TV screen. Like it's so fucking obvious, you know, that it's like, oh, the guy couldn't sit down because he had big. Wait, no, I guess that doesn't make sense. Because... Hemorrhoids. Yeah. I thought about that as I said it, but yeah, like, <laughs> like there's always something that's leaning towards like balls or sex or something. And they're just like, oh yeah, they don't have much. And then, you know, it's supposed to be sex, but they're like, conversation you know like <laughs> fuck like, have, these you are ever, windows, man. have you ever seen this thing in your entire life you've got a bunch of drunk celebrities up there that just want to write sex or whoopee or whatever one here, whenever whoopee whenever reason to write the word dick yeah okay so you said whoopee so that's going to bring me into the next category oh shit i know where this is going it's the next on mine too i didn't even notice nice which is uh like dating or relationship games yeah because uh Man, the, like the newlywed game, they loved the word whoopee. Oh, it's yeah. It's literally the only place in the world that I think I've ever heard the word, like anyone yeah. use the word whoopee. Yeah, make whoopee. We're going to go make whoopee. Like you and your husband are ma making whoopee. What do you say? Or I remember the, like one of them, it was in one of those like funniest game show moments. She was, like, he was like, where's the strangest place your husband has ever asked you to make whoopee? And the lady's answer was, in the butt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. In 1970s game show daytime TV. That's fucking hilarious. Newlywed game bloopers are the best. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I watched that show oddly a lot for being a child. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a very... Cause it's, it's a weird format. Cause it, you know, it's all, it's all based on like, how well do you know the person you just married? Yeah. And, uh, like I've known my wife, like I, when we first got married, I was like, we need to go on the newlywed game because I've known you for like 10 years. We'll fucking kill it. Yeah. But, uh, we didn't. And I think we've aged out of it. I don't even know if they're still uh, probably not doing the newlywed game anymore. Are they? I don't know. They were doing it uh, at least five years ago. Last time I remember, because I used to watch it with a, with an ex-girlfriend of mine. And we were always talking about how we should go on there after, you know, when we got married, but I don't know how well we would have done. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> compatible we were. You just got to cheat. You got to be like, all right, first round answer is going to start with P. <laughs> <laughs> I never really understood the like the dating game or love connection um, or the, you know, it, it, they just seemed like such a weird, like, that's not going to work. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, no. See, dating game was weird because, they, you know, they, they had they had three people they couldn't see and they were asking questions. And of course, you're not going to get to know know somebody in that time. And like, OK, it's it's a, it's a fun game show. I get it. But like love connection. You know, you go on dates with people and then you you talk about your dates. And then, you know, if you make a love connection, they send you on another date. I loved love connection. It's just such a like to go on a date and then like no one's talking candidly about how their date was. 
I mean, I guess maybe somebody is, but like, it's just, I don't know, just, they never resonated with me because it seemed weird. I don't know. I mean, I loved it when, when they would, when they would not, you know, speak highly of their day. I'd be like, he farted in the middle of dinner. (laughs) Yeah, that was the best. Like, it's one of those things like, uh, we'll get to it later on with deal or no deal where it's like, it's fun to watch people succeed, but it's more fun yeah. to watch them fail. <laughs> so does something like The Bachelorette count as a game show, or is that just trash? Yeah, that's just trash reality <laughs> TV, like disguised as a competition. Because that shit even seemed even more ridiculous to me, where it's like, all right, we're going to have all these people on, you're going to do these things, and then at the end, you guys are going to get married. Like, are you fucking kidding? Yeah, it's like, that's stupid as shit. But what one like the the kind of game show that I loved that that evolved from the dating show was uh, there was a slew of them like in the early two thousands and the like, there was one I couldn't remember where there was like a bunch of people on a bus and maybe it was called Next where like they they like date one person at a time on a bus and they kick them out or keep them around I don't remember but the uh, the best one that I could uh, remember was Change of Heart where they take a couple who's Maybe having oh, a fuck, little trouble, that. and then they'd send them on dates with other people who were more suited to what they're looking for in a relationship. And then in the end, they decide whether to stay together or to have a change of heart and break up. And, and when they is, didn't match, like they're like the guys, like I'd like to stay together, and the girls like I'm done with this dude. And you're like, oh fuck, oh, so good. Like that. Oh. That was that was pre super reality TV show drama at its finest. It's like fucking Jerry Springer level drama. Yeah, you get to see people <laughs> either find love or get crushed. <laughs> oh, it was wonderful. You're a monster, John. <laughs> I think the, the, the weirdest version of a dating game show that I've seen is, uh, and I've only seen it on YouTube because when I found out it existed, I had to watch one is it's a British show. Uh, so it's on BBC called naked attraction where it's like the dating game, but like you start out with like not being able to see him at all. And you're asking him questions. And as you ask him more questions, this screen lowers and they are naked behind the screen. And eventually it gets all the way down and they're standing there naked in front of you. I've heard about that, but I feel like I saw like an, an Asian. It sounds like something that would come from Japan. Yeah, to totally. be honest. Like that totally <laughs> sounds like something that came from Japan and BBC was like, yeah, let's do that. And so like, you can't tell what they look like, like below the neck for a while. And then, you know, you get to see their chest and then it just like creeps down. And, uh, I can't imagine who the fuck would go on that show. <laughs> Not me. You're <laughs> like, please like, just block out my spare tire. Please. Yeah, you know, dating can be awkward. You know, it'll make it more awkward being naked during an interview. Yeah. Oh boy. But, uh, it's fairly fun to watch still. <laughs> All right. Well, the next, the next, uh, category I would love to talk about because this was such a huge part of our childhoods, childrenhood. I want to call it childrenhood, even though I know it's not correct, (laughs) Um, is uh, the physical challenge game show. Yeah, like the obstacle courses. Yes. So just to shout a few out, we've got the the more recent Wipeout. We had the more recent Wipeout. We had stuff like Fear Factor and Survivor. And we had the mother of all of them. Can you guess what I'm going to say? The mother of... 
Well, I've got a couple still. Physical uh, challenge game shows. There's only one mother. You gonna go with American Gladiators? Fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> Fucking Laser and Blazer and Phaser and Lance and... Fucking, Lancer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking American Gladiators was it when I was a kid. Fuck Holy yeah. shit, I wanted to be a part of that so bad. I would have got my ass hit. Like I enjoyed watching that, but like I that was not one of those game shows that was like, yeah, I could do better than that. Like, no, I mean <laughs> I would get my ass handed to me on this show. Yeah, like the the Nintendo game for that was fucking insane. But I remember one time when I when I was going to uh when I just got moved to Utah and I was gonna go to college there and there was like this open house thing like you know just playtime at the college campus and they had joust platforms yeah like with the big with giant q-tips the q-tips you whack people with fuck i had so much fun with that and i beat the fuck out of my friend's older brother who was like yeah. mr tough guy like he was the guy that that told me in high school because he was a senior when i was a freshman he's like if anybody messes with you 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 let me know and then i whooped his ass <laughs> those big fucking uh hamster balls yeah yeah oh yeah the the fucking the rings you have to swing around on when they're coming out to grapple with you and and then the giant like gauntlet you have to run where you've yeah. got little stations with tennis ball yeah, they're launchers shooting tennis balls at you and shit ah oh, oh, fuck yeah that everyone's show, in a leotard that show was the best <laughs> yeah I watched the shit out of the show they've got one that's similar to that now I can't remember what it was called but uh, where they've got like you know, champions and they're like, you know, they're like, they're trying to take you out. I, I watched one episode of it a couple months ago and it was reminiscent of American gladiators for sure. Yeah. That does sound familiar, but I don't remember what it was called, but it had the same, like where they're like trying to, you have to like run from one side across this little obstacle course to the other side without them like shoving you over and yeah. so, like, you got to get by them and shit. And, oh man. And all these like, other challenges. Like, and they were all just like, fucking roided oh, out they were dudes and, and these fucking like buff tall women you know just like amazons man. yes exactly like like that was probably the earliest experience of like being a kid and just being like oh this lady could kick my ass oh yeah and that's giving me a little baby boner <laughs> they're they're in they're in skimpy little things and they're fucking tough and angry Woo yeah no american gladiators was good and so some of the other ones though uh fucking ninja warrior before oh, yeah. it came to america i watched the shit i think it was on i think it was on spike probably yeah that sounds right oh maybe g4 or, oh no it was g4 totally yeah. uh boy i forgot that even existed they just did a uh like a reunion show oh yeah yeah i saw like a like at least a still from uh attack of the show with kevin Pereira and uh olivia munn oh cool but uh yeah, fuck, I loved Ninja Warrior. And uh, and honestly, I like the fucking Japanese one better than the American one. Absolutely. There's so much less pomp and circumstance in the Japanese one. There's none of those weird sob stories of, I've been living in a van and I'm trained on the beach because I'm homeless and my dog died of cancer and I'm really sad. Like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, it's Climb not on the fucking wall with your fingertips, you maniac it's not american idol we don't need fucking backstories we just want to see fucking amazing humans yes exactly or completing physical challenges that seem insurmountable to people like us or silly humans failing them 
Yes. And the Japanese one had that. Like, there was people that would, like, like one of, the, like, the big champions in the, of the Japanese show when I was watching it was, like, a dude that, like, worked in a convenience store and he ran, like, in his convenience store outfit. Yeah. People would dress time. up in stupid costumes. Yeah. Or you'd get, like, people that would dress up like superheroes and fail, like, three obstacles in every yeah. time. But they'd keep coming back and it was done during the day. And, like, it would just, it seems so much more genuine and fun than the the laser fog machine Vegas spectacle that it is in America. Yeah, and they and they ran through the contestants faster so you had more people who were actually completing yeah. the course. Like nowadays it it like you said there's so much fucking pomp and, and and circumstance that like you're wasting so much time watching this one person fail on the second obstacle and it's like why the fuck did we spend so much time we could have seen, you know, eight more people run the course. You know, like I want to see or as, fail the course. Yeah, I want to see as many people succeed or fail as I possibly can. I don't I don't give a single shit. And like the very cuz I mean that show hardly ever had winners. Like that no. final one where you had to climb all the way up that fucking tower, like that was serious business. And when I finally saw somebody win, like it was pretty bonkers like you're invested yeah i don't i i think i watched it for like three seasons before somebody actually fucking did it yeah and it, i think it had been on for more seasons than that yeah and i and i wonder if it was a sort of thing with like with like the japanese or you know with it coming from japan where it was like it seemed more like an honor thing rather than you know prize money or fucking pride i don't and, even and, you know, know if there was prize money in the japanese one yeah I mean, it's just a competition, something, but I think it was just like a, yeah, come out here and fucking see if you are, you know, ninja enough to be in like the stuff they do is insane. Yeah. Uh, and it's all, and it's so heavily upper body. Like I can't imagine like lifting a paperweight the next day. Not that anyone has paperweights anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is a paperweight? <laughs> but, uh, the, the other one thing I hated about the, or that I liked more about the Japanese one was that it was like you'd run through the whole thing. They'd do the first stage, they'd do the second stage, and then generally no one would succeed in the third. Like someone would try the third and fail. Oh, I didn't even think about Whereas that. Whereas in the US one, it's like a tournament. So they do, it's it's like 10 episodes of the first stage. And then it's a few episodes of the second. So like, I'm not going to watch this. I'll see. I want to like pop in, watch an episode and pop out. This is not something that I'm going to follow. Even stuff like Wipeout, where people just eat shit constantly. That's fucking fun. I love Wipeout for the, for the, yeah, it, it is just as much for the lack of physical skill as it is for the physical skill. And they, and they do the commentary afterwards, Yeah, which, which is something that, that, you know, you can actually write and have fun with, which leads into stuff like MXC. Oh, fucking MXC. Most extreme eliminate. That's right. Isn't it? Most? Yes. Even though it's just MXC, MXC. yeah, it's it's most extreme <laughs> elimination, elimination challenge. challenge. Oh, yes, that's right. Yes, that's what the C is with Kenny Blankenship and Vic Romano. Oh, so fucking hilarious! That's Spike TV. Yeah, and that that show was brilliant. <laughs> the production on that show is super simple because they, they, you know, basically they bought the rights to a Japanese show called Takeshi's Castle, and they would just do stupid voices over all of the people failing in these Japanese, like, Japanese game show competitions. Japanese game shows are a whole fucking different thing. Oh, yeah. They do just absolutely crazy stuff. And, uh, 
like stuff that like you look at it and like people are getting hurt doing that. <laughs> like, is... Yeah, like there, everybody knows in here that that you can't sue these people for the injuries that you will sustain. Like you, you're taking this on yourself. There's a, it's a matter of pride. They're doing shit like they do in Wipeout, but like no one's wearing helmets, yeah, or life preservers or any of that shit. <laughs> you're fucking on your own. But uh, overdubbing dialogue onto these people, just saying you know, ridiculous things like, I need a perm. (laughs) (laughs) I like bananas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And they had, uh, like the two hosts were consistent. It was, yeah, those, the Kenny Blankenship and Vince Romano. And they, they looked like, 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 or they were in like samurai robes. Yeah. Yeah. Big, yeah. Well, crazy costumes. And then the, the guy in like the, the guy LaDouche or Guy LaDouche. Oh, Guy LaDouche. Guy LaDouche <laughs> in, the, in the little like safari outfit for some reason. Oh, I'd forgotten about Guy LaDouche. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and what was the, the, the guy with like the, uh, Captain Tennille. Oh, I don't was the remember at all. Like, he had like the sort. He'd be like, "Go!" He was like the guy that was like administering all the games, <laughs> and uh, it was just—it's uh, fucking hilarious, and it's still funny. I went back and watched a couple episodes because I hadn't seen it in a while, and it's—it's uh, it's comedy gold. And I, I watched a behind-the-scenes thing. It was written like they would watch it. Like it wasn't because imp- I always wonder like, is this improvised? Are they just like watching it and like doing it? But uh, nope, like they—they kind of spent like a few days writing stuff out and like coming up with jokes and yeah cut cut the footage to match the timing yeah and uh man it was a great show good old spike tv um so ben we've got a lot more to talk about but how about we take a little break i mean it this will probably actually be closer to the midpoint than our normal shows because we've been so heavy like top heavy and then structures so small that this will actually even it out a little bit all right, let's we'll do be it. right back. Twas the nights before Christmas, and all through the waves, podcasts were playing for 12 total days. The feeds will be full of secret Santa cheer as podcasters swap shows at random. Oh dear. From movies to games, all aspects of geekdom, creatures and features, topics brimming with fun. That that doesn't really rhyme, but it's too late now. Listen through December with episodes 12 and perhaps something extra, a dungeon to delve. So join us, 12 podcasts, oh listeners dear, as we keep you warm in the winter of this tough year. Listen and share. Join in with the laughter as we have audio gifts galore and Christmas thereafter. Uh, yep, the fire has spread to the mixer. I I knew it was a bad idea to light a live fire in the studio. Podcast Secret Santa starts Sunday, December 13th across 12 podcast feeds. Our gift to you. Welcome back, John. Fuck you. Welcome back, Ben. Ah, <laughs> uh, game shows. Yeah. Yeah, there sure are a lot of them. Oh, boy. There's too many. Too how many. Was, uh, how was your break? Um, It was uh, kind of warm. Yeah. Like, we stood out by the uh, the old burn pile there and kept warm for a minute. It was nice. I thought you got yourself some uh, scotch. Yeah, drink it it all. (laughs) 
I'm wondering, like, there's like one shot left in that Bacardi bottle. I'm wondering if I should just go in and drink it right now. <laughs> That's the old John Williams spirit. Um. Okay, so we've got more. There's still more fucking game shows. I think one category that we could talk about because it was so huge in our childhood is kids game shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we were in like the golden age of kids game shows because before that, I mean, and I wasn't around, at least they don't re-air them probably because kids stuff is usually crap. <laughs> but like in the 70s, were there kids game shows? Like early 80s? Not as far as I know. Yeah, I mean... Not that I'm aware of. I don't think it was until like Nickelodeon came around for the most part. Yeah. Like, I don't think they did children's Jeopardy with whoever the fuck was the original Jeopardy guy was. What was his yeah. name? I have no idea. I just remember Don Pardo was the voice of it. But yeah. 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 Don Pardo was definitely the announcer for Jeopardy. Huh. Well, if you want to let us know who that Jeopardy host was, you know what to do. The shows that I'm talking about are, uh, like you said, Nickelodeon shows, like big ones like Guts. Yeah. Which was very much like a children's kind of American Gladiators, at least in the final round. But, yeah. Uh, like obstacle course kind of game. Yeah. Also and, like Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yes. That one was a good obstacle course. And trivia game. I think they had some like trivia stuff at the beginning. I of think it, so. Didn't they? Yeah. And then we had game shows like Double Dare. Yeah. Pick that nose. Uh-huh. Oh, the prime of nickelodeon when everything when, when being gross was cool double dare was like the ultimate when i was a kid like you answered trivia right before your obstacle courses yeah i think yeah i think there was like a trivia kind of uh smaller stuff before the final obstacle course yeah my main memory is definitely the final obstacle course. 100 percent. and the host whose name was mark something it was mark summers yes yeah yeah and and like having to go through all the fucking slime and mm -hmm. muck and dumping out of mouths with giant tongues and teeth and grabbing flags out of noses and shit yeah like that was it when we were kids like that was the most amazing thing i'd ever seen in my entire life yeah like he's picking a big giant nose it's full of fake boogers this is amazing yeah and i feel like there was other stuff with like like giant cheeseburgers and you had to like go through each layer to find the uh yeah, find the oh, flags absolutely yeah because they were like hidden between the cheese and the mayo yeah 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 because it was all about getting as many flags as you could and uh we had shows that were um and it's appropriate because it was the late 80s early 90s we had shows like uh like video power do you remember that show vaguely i i remember the mechanic I remember the very end of that show, and that's about it, where you'd run through, like, the video store with a Velcro vest sticking Nintendo games to yourself. Yeah, yeah. It had uh, it had the host, Johnny Arcade, which I'm certain was not his, his actual <laughs> not name. His birth name. <laughs> and, uh, and they would pull three contestants out of, the, uh, out of the audience, and they would answer trivia, like video game trivia, of oh, course. Oh, really? There was trivia on it. Yeah. And, uh, and I think there may have been other little mini games. Not sure. I didn't do a super deep dive on it. I, I went back and watched a couple episodes. Wouldn't they like play a video game against each other? I think so. I, I remember something about them. Like, like they'd go and they'd, they'd play to see who could get the highest score in like yeah. RoboCop for the NES or like fucking Double Dragon or some shit. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. Yeah. And, uh, they would pepper in little like tips and tricks 
segments in there because what what actually uh the the game show video power seems to have spun out from an earlier iteration that I didn't remember existing where it was more just like a uh, like a tip show where it was the same guy Johnny Arcade but he was clearly younger in the episode that I saw and they would have little segments where they would just uh, give you tips and tricks and uh, and cheat codes, maybe. Yeah, tell you where, like, the secret wall that you could blow up was. Yeah. And then they also had, like, a... Uh, I meant to go back and watch a full episode of this, but they had a cartoon that peppered in there that was like... A, it was like the video team or some shit. Oh, I feel like an asshole for not remembering it. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, and it, it had, like, it had, like, a warrior who was, like... Either like a uh, like like the barbarian and golden axe or fucking Rastan or or some shit, and then it had Quirk uh, from the Game Boy, and it had a couple other people, and they drove around in a van and they fought some, I mean, eighties villain asshole, you know, like pretty general, but I can't remember his name, Lord Jerkulon. <laughs> yeah, and I I saw some clips from that show, and I was like, oh shit, like I totally forgot about that because that was. Totally separate from like Captain N, the game master. Um, but yeah, that was definitely not the same game show it evolved into. Yeah, I just I have a vague memory of people playing games and then the the most amazing thing of watching a kid run through and like stick a copy of Double Dragon to his helmet. Yeah. And like just you'd grab as many games as you could and stick them all over your body. And then you get to keep all of those games. Yeah, and if you were holding them in your arms, you got to keep them too. I was I watched some run of some giant fucking dude. He was a big kid. And he didn't even use his like shoulder pad velcro at all. And like the whole time I was just getting pissed at him. Like, just fucking stick something to your shoulders. Why are why are you doing that? Like he's dropping games all over the place. But he also Stupid won a Turbo Graphic 16 and a bike. Oh shit. Yeah. It was it was a big deal. It was the only person to ever own a TurboGrafx 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, besides Sears where I tested it. Um another another game that was in that same genre that I I couldn't remember like it was almost like a fever dream. Like it was like did I see that on a TV show or something? But um do you remember Nick Arcade? No. Was it on Nickelodeon? I imagine so. I did not go back and watch a full episode because I found what I needed from it. Because all these years I had this memory of people like, it's like they're on a green screen or something. And, and like, but what you're seeing as a viewer of the TV is that they are like playing through like a platforming thing and they have to like jump and hit things that aren't actually there. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I'd always gotten it like, like, mixed up with like legends of the hidden temple or something, but that was very practical. And, uh, and I just happened to run across it in my YouTube searching and yeah, Nick arcade was that show where, where you, you are practically playing in a virtual environment. And I have no idea. I mean, was it just a green screen and they had little props and they're like, okay, when you see something like that, jump up and hit it with your fist like Mario. Yeah. Or they had something there and then they did like an overlay of it maybe. Yeah. Yeah, because there yeah. was definitely like a video game background behind them, and they were green screened on it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was neat. Yeah, one of the ones I really liked when I was a kid was uh, "Where in the World Is Carmen San Diego" on PBS. Fuck yeah, with Rockapella doing yeah. the uh, Rockapella. Uh huh. 
Fuck Where yeah. in the world is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Yeah. And um, oh, what was her name? It she had a uh oh, the person who played the chief, she had like a like a two-letter first name where it was like DB Smith or something. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, I name. do not remember, but uh I like this because I've always liked geography a lot. Yeah. And uh that's a solid geography game. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely a brain game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was on PBS and a game show for kids. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was definitely meant to teach kids things. That was where I learned the term gumshoe. Yeah, totally. I still don't know what gumshoe means. It's a private investigator. Yeah, but but I mean, like, where did the term gumshoe oh, come from? I think it from? comes from the fact that uh, they are generally not well-to-do and they're kind of disreputable. So they would need to use gum to patch the holes in their shoes. Oh, shit. That's what I think I've heard that. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but that is what I That makes sense. Heard. And I I wonder if, if that makes it better or worse when I created that character named Seamus Pinkerton, the barefoot gumshoe. Mm, yeah, that is uh I guess he's still did, a play on words. Yeah, I mean you could st- I think it went beyond pe- it didn't actually describe people who did that. Also, I'm not sure if it's like chewing gum or like you know Gum like oh, that you would use to repair a shoe. Like a rubber cement gum. Yeah, more like would be my imagine, not chewing gum, because chewing gum would not actually fix your shoes very well. No. I mean, it'd feel better, I guess, having a piece of gum well, there. Maybe once than... it wasn't sticky. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, that's back when like most shoes soles were made of leather. Yeah. Oh, one other kids game show that I've only seen a couple times because it was fairly new, but Andrew WK has one with kids on it. Is it the Explode Build Explode? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what it's called. And it was pretty rad. Like they go and they, yeah, they like, you know, have like, basically they have to like use some engineering skills to like build something that destroys something and then they destroy it in the end or well, some I, shit. Well, I think they start with something and then they explode it and then they have to rebuild it and then they explode it again. Well, I think they build something else. Out of the parts. Oh, okay. Like they have like a challenge, like they got to build a boat or something and then they do a challenge with it. And then at the end they get to blow that up. Also, I don't think like, that shows that new. Well, it's newer than uh, Guts or uh, yes. Legends of the Hidden Temple. I feel like it was like a decade ago. Yeah, that's new for me. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the most recent we've been watching kids. Yeah, uh, it's a lot shows. newer than Carmen San Diego. <laughs> so. Um, so the other one I wanted to talk about and some of these may not uh, super apply in our definition of game shows, is cooking shows. I had not even considered cooking game shows at all, i got to tell you. Yeah. It didn't even cross my mind. Oh, I love them. Whether it's uh, Top Chef or uh, fucking Next Food Network star or uh, Iron Chef. The Great British Bake Off. Yeah, I mean. Never watched that, but I've heard it's huge. With, with like Great British Bake Off or even something like Top Chef, it's almost more like the fucking American Idols yeah. of everything, where it's just like you show up with your skill and you win or you don't. Like Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Like it almost strikes me more as a reality show than uh, than a game show per se. Because like I said, like I, my thought of game shows is generally pretty serialized. Like you don't need to watch one to know what's going on in the next. Okay. Is is otherwise it's more of a reality and those a lot of the time have a lot of like the interpersonal drama like hell's kitchen i think they like live in the same place and you know it's kind of got that cohabitation interpersonal bullshit 
yeah. woven into it that I'm just not, I'm not really interested in following that. I just want to see some people come in, try and do something and someone walk away with a prize. Well, and, and, you know, it's kind of the same way with, with something like Top Chef, but I think what, what I would separate there would be Top Chef, I think is more like Survivor where it's like, it is the same cast going through it, but it is a series of like mini games that they, that they have to win. Like in Top Chef, like there's always like a quick fire challenge where they give you something stupid that you have to deal with. And then the second part is the general cooking challenge. Yeah, and and even Survivor. I mean, I guess Survivor is a game show. Yeah, I mean, there are rules, there are mini games, but, but... again, it seems it seems more like a reality show. It's like the, a reality game show. Yeah, like was Big Brother a game show? Like someone won a prize. Like someone, whoever was. Or, I don't even know if Big Brother did have a prize at the end. See, I don't know anything about Big Brother. It, I never watched it, it. It feels like it was just a bunch of fucking assholes. Yep, in inside a house. And whoever lasted the longest got something. I, other than that, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the same thing with Survivor, except it's a bunch of assholes on an island <laughs> playing mini games occasionally to see who's safe from elimination. Yeah. Yeah. The whole Survivor mode, I've kind of gotten sick of. The, the whole, you know, here's a group of people, they're going to do some things, then they get to vote on who gets kicked off the island, you know, uh, boat, um, you know underwear factory wherever they're holding <laughs> these things um and I, i've kind of soured on that uh yeah mechanic. i get that yeah and, and so i like i had those on my list under like reality game shows and like i don't i'm iffy as to whether or not those are actually game shows yeah fuck them we, we we've already gone long enough we don't need to talk about those but cooking game shows like the ones i really like are the serialized ones like chopped Fuck yeah. Fucking fun. Because you get some chefs, they come in, they have to do some, you know, they get handed a bunch of ingredients. It's like, all right, make something delicious. Yeah. And uh, then they do that. And they have to do the, you know, three different things. And whoever wins the mostest is the bestest. (laughs) Yeah. And we were talking earlier about about Cutthroat Kitchen also with Alton Brown. That is my favorite because it's it's like Chopped, except you can fuck each other over. Yeah. And Alton Brown is also trying to fuck you over. Yeah. And it's fucking great. Like, they just get thrown challenges. So, like, the premise of the show is basically you got the, I think it was three chefs still. Three people would come in and they'd start cooking stuff and they'd like be like, all right, you need to make dessert with octopus. And they'd be like, what? Okay. Well, and you have to bid on it. Like, yeah. like, like he would show up with an octopus and be like, okay, so the highest bidder gets to demand that, that whoever they choose has to cook their dessert with octopus. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd have different ingredients and you'd bid on them and you had a certain sum of money. Yeah. And at the end of the game, you walked with however much money you had left. Yep. And, uh, and in the middle of cooking, you, you know, he'd go around and be like, all right, we're going to take away someone's pots bid on it. Yeah. And they, and they, you know, everyone would bid it up and, uh, whoever won get to pick, got to pick whose pots. Yeah. Away. Like you have to cook everything on this single little, like a like camp stove. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or he'd come through with some amazing ingredient and you could bid on that. Who gets it? Yeah. And it was just people, you know screwing each other over and uh, like you said you could win that game with nothing if you really just spent all your money getting the best shit and making sure other people got the shitty yeah, stuff. Yeah, that was such <laughs> good human drama because you got to watch like like 
not only people spend all of their money just to make sure they could fuck everybody over so they could win, but you got to watch people go like, oh yeah, no, I can, I can deal with this. That's fine. I could, I could use a, a pie tin to, to cook my entire meal and, and just watch them <laughs> burn in flames or succeed. succeed. Yeah. yeah. E- either one was, was exciting. And, and, and it was also fun too, because like you'd get people that would have like tenuous alliances where they wouldn't fuck each other over. And then if one's fucked someone over, it'd be like, all right, I'm going to fuck you back yep. now. The next, next time this comes around, you're fucking getting it, buddy. <laughs> oh. And another one uh, that, that I loved that probably isn't so much of a game show, but it was just one of those cooking shows was uh, Beat Bobby Flay, where Bobby Flay would go out and like find somebody who's like the best pit master in South Carolina or something like challenge him to a... Uh, to a, to a barbecue a, duel. Yeah, a rib off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think under our under our rules, that is definitely not a game show. But it no, was a fun so. cooking competition show. And uh, go watch it. Now, one category that we can't overlook is the prize show. Um, I think most well-defined by The Price is Right, like we talked about earlier. Okay, I see. So, like... You go on and there's a bunch of prizes and you can win one or the other or like, like, let's make a deal. Yeah. Where you'd go on and like the whole mechanic of the show is around the prizes at hand. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There, there's no human drama. There's just competition and prizes. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of the prices, right? <laughs> yeah. No shit. I forgot about that. So, so, all right. Well, if you know prices, right, you love it. Or, sorry, if you know Price is Right and you love it, then nothing needs to be said. Yeah. If you know Price is Right and you hate it, also nothing needs to be said. So, <laughs> Well, and uh, Let's Make a Deal was uh, the one where everyone wore the stupid costumes, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch it much as a kid at all, but I, but I knew of it through, uh, through my periphery. Yeah, because that's the one where they would take the, uh, they'd pick people out of the audience just like, Price is Right does, but they'd all be in dumb costumes for some reason. And then they'd like show them a thing and be like, do you want this thing or do you want the thing you don't know what it is? Yeah. What's in the box? Yeah. What's in the box or what's behind door number two? They'd have to pick like door number one, two or three and it would come up and it would be something. They'd be like, all right, do you want to keep that furniture set or do you want to see what's behind another door? Yeah. And then they would then you know then they'd pick that door and then at the end they'd show them what they didn't pick too and yeah you, just just so the viewer at home could could be like oh you fucking you asshole dumb son of a bitch you you, you walked with a dishwasher when you could have had five thousand dollars you know or sometimes they'd be super excited because they'd be like you didn't pick a lifetime supply of dog food because <laughs> they had some like garbage prices no shit i remember i remember watching one where it was like a goat what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> this goat. Be like, oh, fuck. Wow. Like, it's a lawnmower. Yeah. Like, it, like, yeah, the prices ranged from, like, a trip to the Bahamas to, like, dish soap. So, I mean, <laughs> it could be anything. Oh. And under that box could be tickets to the Bahamas or that dish soap. Yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah. yeah Attention. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, It was always high drama because you, you know the stakes were high and you, and it was just, it was like straight roll on the dice gambling. I need to seek out old episodes of that. Cause I, I have a feeling it'll give me the same, uh, the, the same sensation as something like deal or no deal where it's like, 
You know, I oh, want yeah. somebody to keep going. I never want somebody to take the deal at all. I want you to go till the very end. If you have $1 or a million dollars in the case, and I want you to say, no, I'm not taking that fucking deal. I want to see you have the balls to go for your dreams like that. And then I want to see you get that $1 in your case. <laughs> I want to see your dreams get fucking crushed. You are a monster. Oh, oh, that was the best. Like it's exciting to see somebody take a chance and win something, but to see somebody take the chance and not win when they could have just walked with like six hundred thousand dollars you know or whatever whatever deal the operator made them oh because i wouldn't have had the balls to to walk away from the six hundred thousand dollars no when i watched that show i was always kind of like doing the odds in my head being like okay what do we got here uh does this make sense would i take the deal or not and uh yeah when the actual pressure was on and you had to make that decision in real life oh boy it would be fucking tough yeah and your fucking family sitting there like screaming at you yeah take the deal take the deal fuck off in fact they would probably work the opposite for me if they oh, were yeah. telling me to take the deal i'd be like eat shit i'm not taking it <laughs> and then i get ten dollars <laughs> and you hear about it from your uncle for the rest of your life oh man I-, I think that about covers types of game shows like i the other ones i had on my list is like these aren't really game shows they're like talent shows yeah like uh like America's Got Talent or the Gong Show. Oh yeah, yeah. Um I don't even know if you won prizes for the Gong Show. I don't know what the fuck people did that show for. They just came on to like do something stupid and <laughs> get gonged. Talent showcase if you're Paul Rubens. Yeah. And I don't really think those are game shows. And then survival shows. Not like, you know, Bear Grills, because that's clearly not a game show, but shit like uh Alone or Naked and Afraid, where you are playing for a thing. It's not serious. Well, Naked and Afraid is serialized. Is it? It's I've never seen it. Every time. Uh, it's insane. I don't know why anyone goes on that show. It's It looks miserable. I guess like, you just be like, I want to prove that I'm a nut. They take two people and they drop them off in the middle of some shitty place, like the woods somewhere or a desert or a swamp or the jungle, naked. And they can bring one thing. And Usually a knife, I imagine. A knife or some people bring a pot. I saw a lady bring a magnifying glass once. The fuck? Because she could, like, purify water with it and start a, a fire. Uh, she failed miserably. They had to take her to, like, the hospital. She fucked up. I imagine so. And she, yeah. And uh, m- my wife and, and my son love that show. So I've seen a lot of them. But it's, uh, yeah, they just drop these people off, and they have to survive out in the wild for 19 days. Naked. So is it, like, two people together? Yeah, they drop them off at the, at the same place. They meet each other for the first time naked, and uh, they're in the wood. They're doing whatever, and like a lot of the time, they split up. And they're like, you know what? Fuck you! Fuck you! You, and they like split up and go do their own thing because they don't like each other. Drama, um, because you know you're naked and in the woods and it's cold and uh, yeah, like it's it's a you're not thinking situation. about banging. No, no, I I don't think anybody's thinking about that. And uh, I imagine by the end, you're really dirty and smelly anyway. Yeah, but desperate. I don't know. That that sounds interesting, though. Yeah, it's not a bad show. They came out with a new one recently that was Naked and Afraid XL, and I was really, really hoping it would be fat people. <laughs> but it was just more people. Oh. I was very disappointed. <laughs> no, you can't do that these days. That's problematic. <laughs> but uh, I again, I don't, I don't know if that's a game show or not. 
I mean, they, they win money if they make it. I think, I think it's like 10,000 bucks or something. Yeah. Why not? But, 19 uh, days. That's a good payday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> not, I want to be on a game show. Not, not that, that one. <laughs> one show that we didn't cover that I'm not sure what category it fits in is Family Feud. Oh, yeah. Because it's not trivia. It's not. It's not prize. Yeah, because it's just money. It's not really wordplay. Maybe it's puzzle. It's more like guess the poll. Yeah, I mean, I I think if anything, it would probably have to reside under prize because you're just going for the prize money. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's um, it's fun. I like Family Feud. Yeah, I like guessing. You know, trying to guess what the top one is and getting all irate when I don't have it right. Like, who are these stupid people they're asking? Yeah, yeah. Or or when when you're watching the uh, the team and they can't pick the last one, it's like, things on your face. And you're like, it's a fucking mustache. Like, why are you not guessing mustache? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, that, and that was what we referenced with Richard Dawson. He was the host of that. And uh, boy, he kissed all the women. All Every the women. Every single one, he'd kiss them. And uh, he can't do that. No. I mean, you could then, but you can't now. Yeah, I love you watching shouldn't. that. But he just like walks up and he like, he hugs them and like, uh, like when he walks up to like, just ask them a question, he's like putting his hand on their shoulder, like uh-huh. rubbing their shoulder. And it's like, man, you are creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. Yeah. And, and that's a show that's had a lot of hosts. Like, you know, poor Ray Combs, like coming after Richard Dawson. Like, I, I don't, I mean... I believe, I don't know why why I'm saying this, but I believe he was Mormon for some reason. I feel like I heard that somewhere in the Mormon channels, you know, like like we've got when I when I was younger. Um, but he definitely was not the woman kisser. No. Uh and, well, and Richard Dawson had had a big personality. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, he was going back to the match game. So that, that he would be a tough act to follow for sure. And then Louis Anderson took over for a while. Yeah. And I have never liked Louie Anderson. I liked him only when he did that cartoon show, Life with Louie. Life Louis. with Louie? Yeah. I mean, his humor is not bad, but I just uh, his voice, just, it just grates on me. Like, I don't... He's a hard person to look at, as harsh as that sounds. Ooh, no, that sounds more harsh than I even wanted to. <laughs> I just said that in the moment. You know, I mean, he, he's you're a hard, right, but... He, he's a hard person to watch. Yeah, he 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 was not super charismatic. No. He's uh, so much more dry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm Louie Anderson. <laughs> but then we also had Richard Carn. I I do not remember him. Yeah, I don't I don't know I if I ever watched an entire um episode of Family Feud with Richard Carn. But you know who Richard Carn is, right? Nope. Oh shit. He was Al Borland in uh, Home Improvement. Oh, sh- oh, yo, you're right. He was yeah. the host of Family Feud for a while, wasn't he? I'd totally forgotten about yeah, that. Yeah, he did it for, let's see, for four seasons, apparently, from 2002 oh, yeah. to 2006. I, I do actually remember that now that you mention it. And then we had uh, we had John O'Hurley, who was a uh, fucking, uh, I don't think he was, was, no, he wasn't Mr. Peterman, but he was, he was Elaine's boss. 
in Seinfeld, at, but he wasn't like the the old British man. He was the one like Elaine, uh, blah blah blah. He spoke like he was like the head of the catalog who like disappeared and went to like some other country, and she had to go seek him out. Yeah, he was like in a cave. He was in Myanmar or some shit. Oh, okay. So I was like, I'm in Burma. Don't you mean Myanmar? Like it'll always be Burma to me. Oh, I believe yes. it. Yes, that guy. Yeah, and then uh, and then he went from 2006 to 2010. Where we have your favorite, Steve, Steve Harvey. Harvey. I, I don't know why. I just don't like him. I just don't like Steve Harvey. You were saying that earlier. You're not a fan of the guy. And I just like every time I see him, I'm just like, oh, Steve Harvey. <laughs> like I've never thought he was really that funny. And he always makes those stupid faces. And everyone seems to love his stupid faces. I mean, one thing I love about Steve Harvey when he's hosting Family Feud is his stupid faces. Yeah. I, I mean, he's a decent fit for Family Feud, but like when they have him on like hosting New Year's Eve or some shit or doing whatever, just like, oh my God. I don't know. Something about him and his dumb mustache <laughs> <laughs> just, just rubs me the wrong way. I would love way. to hear that his mustache is fake. Yeah, it looks fake. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I think I did have a hard time getting used to Steve Harvey uh, just from his comedic stylings, but... I watched a lot of Family Feud with Steve Harvey uh, a few years back, and I I got to love it. Like, if you watch, like, a supercut of just weird answers and his reactions to them, they're pretty fucking good. But maybe not, because you don't like Steve Harvey. Yeah, it might just make me mad. Yeah. It's it's hard to put, even put my finger on it as to why I dislike him, other than it just it's just a visceral reaction. Like I don't like this guy. Yeah, his stupid bald plastic head and his fake mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't his know. Fucking what suits it. and ties. Yeah. son of a bitch. Wearing his fucking shoes. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I just don't like Steve Harvey. Well, there were, there were a few game shows that uh, doing research for this in whatever capacity I did, there were a few shows I'd never heard of. So I, I would love to just run across these real quick. Apparently there was a show called wheel 2000. What? Do you remember that? No. Was it wheel of fortune in 2000? It was, it, it, I mean, well, I don't know about 2000. I think it was in the nineties, but that was just the future thing to do. Wheel 2000. Was it like a spinoff of wheel of fortune? It was. And it was for kids. And apparently it also included physical and trivia challenges. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Did Pat Sajak host it? I, ooh, I do not know that. Probably not. I would gather he did not, but who knows? Somebody does. On the note of folks that have been hosting shit forever. Yeah. Fucking Pat Sajak and Vanna White. And uh, she's aged better than he has. <laughs> like, I, it's it's shocking when you think Vanna White's been doing that job for almost 30 years. Is that how long it's been? I feel like it would have been longer than that. It might be even. It's been a long ass time. Yeah, because. Like my whole we're life. Fucking as far old. as I can, as, as far as I can remember. 30 years now is 1990. She was definitely doing it before 1990. Oh God, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So, and she, she still looks great. Yeah. So, uh, flipping letters. It's good for your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is Jep. Is that like a stupid kid's Jeopardy? It is. It was Jeopardy for kids. And if you got questions wrong, you might get slimed. Well, that's fun. Yeah. We need slime. more slime. 
Lime. That was all over 90s game shows. Oh, man. Oh, man. You remember, like, Nickelodeon? I remember they had, like, a... I can't remember what they were trying to do. They might have been trying to raise money for something, but I remember, like, the prize was they would come to your school and slime your principal. <laughs> and I remember when they were running that contest, it was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. They, they could come and slime our principal? <laughs> what? <laughs> and then the, uh, the other one I have on my list is a game show called Debt, where three players with real-world debt would compete to have their debt wiped out. I don't remember the challenges. Oh, fuck yeah. But yeah. Like, oh, I'm... I'm behind on my bills. <laughs> I'm going to compete to have you wipe that out. I mean, it's basically Judge Judy, I guess. <laughs> Is that a game Is show? That a game show? <laughs> yeah, you get it's, to argue and have your your debts wiped out. It's definitely staged. Yeah. Oh, I remember when, when we had a couple buddies who mm-hmm. had some money discrepancies over, like, rent and shit. And I was like, dude, fucking take him to Judge Judy. Like, they will pay for your trips out there. They will pay pay your bills like that they, they, they'll pay the debt off he won't have to pay anything you just have to get him to agree to do it well didn't he send the thing in for him too oh did he i thought he did yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he sent it in and like they basically said yeah we'll fly you here you come on the show we'll pay it off and uh dude b we probably shouldn't use names in this no. uh said no are you fucking kidding me that's what i heard uh, and uh I basically said, no, I'm just not going to pay you, I guess. <laughs> that what the fuck? I never knew it went that far. That's what I, that's what I remember. Oh, man, I got to check yeah. in with Dude A. That's so <laughs> awesome. Wow. So, yeah, I if, fucking, because after that, because I remember being like, man, run in a hot scam on something. Let's just say you owe me $10,000 and we'll go on Judge Judy and we'll put on a good show and they'll give you $10,000. I think, I think it was like small claims court style where like, I think it was only up to like three grand or whatever. Something. Yeah. Three grand and Worth a free trip to LA. Yeah. Why not? Well, not these days. Well, yeah. Fucking hotbed ass COVID. Yes. Well, Judge Judy's retired anyway. Oh, that's right. She made so much money. She was like the highest paid TV personality or some shit. Yeah. That's insane. Guess not taking bullshit pays well. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So how about your favorite use in pop culture? You want to get into the remaining structure? All right. You're going to let me go first, huh? Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my favorite use in pop culture is, uh, I'm pretty sure yours as well. Fuck you. Uh, is I Lost on Jeopardy by Weird Al. Like, it was as soon as we decided we were going to do this, I was like, oh, I, I know exactly what my favorite use in pop culture is. Because that song and video are fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a kick-ass song, and uh, it, it tells the great story of a guy going on Jeopardy and completely shitting the bed, and Don Pardo giving him shit. I fucking mm-hmm. love that part. Actual Don Pardo. Yeah, got actual the actual real Don Pardo to come on and... and Tell him he's a complete loser and he's brought shame <laughs> on his family for years to come. Oh, God. And uh, the video's solid as well. Fuck. You know what sucks is while we were recording earlier, I thought of something that would be a great uh, favorite use in pop culture, and I've totally forgotten what it was. Oh, no. Yeah. I wish I could just play I Lost on Jeopardy right now. No shit. Like, do we get sued for that? Yeah, probably. Would Weird Al call me to tell me he's suing me? Because I'll do no, it. No, his people would. 
That's close. No, you don't want to talk to them. <laughs> Plus, I wonder how it affects it if we're a part of a podcast network now. Like, do we need to be oh, yeah. a little more careful? Can't be quite because a, it can fall on fast us? as loose. Fall. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, there was that, of course. Like, like you said, that was the first thing that popped in both of our heads. Um, I've got a couple runners up question yeah. mark because one one that popped in my head and i feel like under the terms that we have uh that we've defined as a game show i feel like one doesn't match up i i one of the earliest ones that popped in my head was the wizard with fred savage um where where it was like a video game competition show yeah, it's like a tournament i don't know like is a tournament uh game well, I mean, show yeah, yeah, like like it it I think it comes down to more like the fucking talent shows. Yeah, I think that anything right. cuz he's just really good and he's playing in the game. Um so I guess another another runner up would just be Weird Al in general from UHF where they do some game show yeah. parodies uh which were great. Wheel of fish. Exactly. They did Wheel of Fish with Cooney and that, that and then it had a it had a takeoff on Let's Make a Deal, where she won nothing and she's so <laughs> stupid. And then they also had like Find the Marble in uh I think it was Uncle Stanley's Nut House. Oh yeah. And then when you oh it's Find the Marble in the Oatmeal. And then when you find it, you get to drink from, drink the, fire from hose. the fire hose. Yeah. Um, and then another one that, that I love, so I'm just going to, I guess this is just my, my favorite use in pop culture mix is, uh, the running man, but not the movie, the running man, the book, the running man where, oh shit. I guess it would be more like a reality show at this point. Cause the movie was more of a game show, like a survival game show. Yeah. But it, I totally, but I totally the, forgot about the running man movie. In the book, it's much more like a national fucking phenomenon where you can actually get on like a bus or a plane and go somewhere, but everybody in the country is watching this show and anybody can win prize money for either killing you or, you know, like ratting you out to somebody who kills you. Oh, fuck. Well, no, maybe they, maybe they can't kill you, but they can get you ratted out. Oh shit. I don't remember. It's been a few years. But no, man, the book Running Man was so much better than the movie. And it was written by Richard Bachman, who is none other than Stephen King, right? Yeah. And it was a, it was a much more digestible book. Like, I've never finished a Stephen King book, but I read that book and it was great. And uh, it does not end the same way as the movie. That's for Glog Damn Sure. Huh. I've never read that. Oh, you should. It's not long. It's like 200 pages. That's why I was able to get through it. But, um, and, and you understand coming from that, why originally, uh, Christopher Reeve was sought out for the lead role. It's, um, it's instead of Arnold. It is not an Arnold role in the book. Yeah. He's like more of like an average Joe. Oh yeah. In the tournament, as opposed to fucking Arnold. He's very, he's very down and out. Oh. Yeah, he he is a normal person. And I mean, the movie what what became of of uh, of the book when it turned to the movie was is almost unrecognizable in the book. But the book is so much better. As is never the case. I totally didn't even think of something like The Running Man or like Smash TV. Yeah. Does that count as a fucking I'm, That's totally a game show video totally. game, man. Smash TV was fucking great. 
I loved playing it at the arcade where you got you just got the two fucking uh Yeah, the two joysticks. joysticks. I, I love the two joystick shooter top down shooter mechanic. Yeah. I think uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. M- move with one, shoot with the other. <laughs> um, well, I think that leads us to the little the little wrap up. Amanda didn't even get to talk about supermarket sweep. Oh. Yeah, so uh, my one word review is uh, vicarious. Because I-, I think my favorite thing about watching game shows is playing along. The ones that I enjoy the most, unless it's, you know, people like, screwing each other over and like you know stiff competition where you know you can't really play along because it's like a physical competition thing and you're rooting for him is stuff where you can project yourself into the role of the contestant and be smug or disappointed with yourself (laughs) as you play um and kind of imagine you're like oh this looks easy and it's not i'm sure um and so i get to live vicariously through these dudes doing the stuff they're doing and uh you know the trivia or wheel of fortune and i get to yell at them because they're stupid yeah or be amazed at how you know they're able to pick up the fucking uh guess the phrase on wheel of fortune with like three tiles flipped yeah like a bunch of fucking assholes yeah like how, how the fuck do you do that but uh yeah just being able to to play along with the games i think is my favorite thing to do and that's that's the the main reason I go to game shows. Yeah. Um, I think for my one word review, I think I'm, I'm going to have to cheat and do the hyphen because I could use the second word, but I think it's better if I, if I hyphenate it. Mine is dream crushing. Well, cause that's what you like to see, right? Certainly. That's one aspect of you it. You like to see men brought low before the entire nation. Their wives shaking their head in disappointment in the crowd. I love seeing people get their dreams crushed. I've already cited a couple examples. Another <laughs> one is like when when you're in Prices Right and you like you you bid like just over oh, yeah. in like the showcase showdown, and you fucking lose it. Just like get N- the fuck out of here, you fucking jerk. You guess nine ninety nine, and it's nine ninety eight. Yeah. Oh, I fuck! I love it so much. I love seeing people just, just crushed. But on the other end of things, also like in in a way, as I'm living vicariously through through these game shows, it's almost kind of dream crushing to me too. Because I think it's not hard to put yourself in their shoes. Like you're saying when you're yelling at the screen, you're like, "Fuck!" Like. I could have won that. And and it's easy to 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 say like, oh man, if only I was in that position with that new car, I knew the answer, I would have done that right. And it crushes you a little bit too because you're like, fuck, like the potential. So, dream crushing. Well, that's a bit of a downer there. <laughs> Yeah, I still want to go on a game show. I think all you have to do is like apply. And I think, imagine if you applied for like all the game shows, you'd get on one. Yeah. An ex girlfriend of mine and I really wanted to go on Price is Right. She wanted to go on there real bad. And I've always loved that show. So, of course, I'm going to fucking go on there. Um, but yeah, so we signed up and we would get little emails for, uh, for little like, um, little test things and, uh, uh, you know, like times where you could show up somewhere and they would evaluate, like essentially like uh, from what I understand, like when Price is Right would would uh, would let people in, there'd be two lines. One would be general audience and one would be like 
the line where people like could get picked from. Contestants. Yeah. Oh, so so the whole audience is not potential. No. And I don't know how they divvy you up, but we we wanted to do that real bad and it didn't work out. And I think Angelina would love to do that too. But uh, don't quote me because if I'm wrong, that I'm just conflating uh, two different girlfriends together and I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> well, if you conflate two ex-girlfriends, you'd be fine. It's just if you conflate <laughs> the ex with the current yeah, the, girlfriend, oh boy. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, I've wanted to go on game shows, but like I think a lot of the time they want someone that'll be like really excited. or Yeah, not a robot like you. And that's not me. It, I, like I just like... I wouldn't be like screaming and jumping up and down. Like if I won, you know, $30,000, I'd just be like, rad. Yeah. Maybe a thumbs up and a grin. Mm, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm stoked with that. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thank you for coming on down with us today. If you want to let us know how we did, you can hit us up uh, email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can find us on the social medias, Facebook, Geek Exploration, the podcast page, Instagram, Geeksploration Podcast, and Twitter at Geeksplore Pod. You can also send us a voicemail at 916-ORC-TURD. That is O-R-C-T-U-R-D, like the turd of an orc. Yeah, if you've been on a game show, tell us about it. I want to hear I've been on a game show stories. And if you enjoyed today's show... Look. And if you enjoyed... And if you enjoyed today's show, uh, go on to Apple Podcast or Podchaser and uh, leave us a five whammy review. Uh, we've uh, still got a Kickstarter going, just barely. I think yeah. by the time this comes out, we'll have like two days left. So go check out Space Oddities on Kickstarter. You can find a link there uh, in the show notes here. Uh, on our Twitter, on our Instagram, um, on SpaceOdditiesComic.com. Literally anywhere we exist. We will direct you to that Kickstarter. Yeah. And uh, we have funded. Or we haven't, but like we've made our funding goal and we're like $40 away from the first stretch goal. Yeah. Unless unless a bunch of people pull out like a bunch of fucking assholes. Yeah. Unless they hate our opinions on game shows and are like, fuck these guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm not back in this comic Eat anymore. Uh, but yeah. So that's still going on. And uh, our theme song, as always, is Cruising for Goblins by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And remember, dumb Dora was so dumb. How dumb was she? When she had a fever, she stuck the thermometer in her blank. <laughs>